You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the latest edition of 100, the Ed Gordon Podcast. Today, a conversation with Rosalind Brewer, CEO of Walgreens Boots Alliance. This sit-down is from a one-on-one I did for this year's annual NAACP convention. Many lists have included Brewer as one of the most powerful women in the world. But that cuts her short. Her power is great for any woman or man. In spite of that, her closest friends say, She's still the same old Roz. The baby of five, the native Detroiter, comes from a working-class family where education and doing your best was front and center. She graduated from famed Cass Technical High School, and then it was on to the historic Spelman College. That foundation led to a phenomenal career path. Starting as a chemist at Kimberly-Clark, Brewer would eventually leave the lab and rise through the ranks of corporate America, holding numerous executive positions, including president and CEO of Sam's Club, a division of Walmart, COO and group president at Starbucks, and finally, leading to her current position as the CEO for the global company, Walgreens Boots Alliance. Ross Brewer, good to see you. 
Good to see you, Ed. I guess we should be transparent. We have known each other for many, many years, have many mutual friends, went to the same high school. So with all that on the table, let me uh, start to ask you one question about where we grew up, and that is Detroit. I remember interviewing Barry Gordy years ago, and he said, so many people would say to him, what was so special about Detroit and all those people? And he said, you know, the Midwest is special because you've got to go to work before you go to work. In the winter, you've got to right. dig that snow out. Do you, do you think that there's something in that that work ethic that is instilled in one uh, who has to grow up in the Midwest? You know what, Ed? I absolutely believe that that's true. And that's such an interesting question because I recall one time I met, the first time I met Ambassador Andrew Young, uh, he said that same thing to me. At that time, there were three of us, three African-American women with you know, prominent positions in Atlanta. And he came up to me and he was like, is there something in the water in Detroit? And I had to explain to him that each and every one of us probably walked to school in 12 inches of snow and likely never missed a day of school because our parents never missed a day of work. So it is a working environment. Um, you know, Detroit happens to take you know, sort of a blue collar Midwestern work ethic to the next level. And I think, Ed, quite honestly, I think it's even larger in the African-American family and household. You're the baby of five. Uh, the, the value from your parents, I know, is instilled in terms of hard work and education. Give me a sense of um, what that was for you at home. So in our house, Ed, you know, being the youngest of five, it was nothing but pure discipline all of the time, right? And so we were the kids who, you know, were nice to be seen but not heard, right? And so it's a little bit different now when I have my 18-year-old come up to me and she wants to tell me so many things and I want to look at her and say, you know what, honey? Uh, TMI, okay? Because mom doesn't want to engage in that conversation. That didn't happen in our household. We were up at 6 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Uh, we absolutely sat around the table and had conversations together. Uh, we had Sunday dinner together, uh, but it was about discipline. And because my parents didn't have the opportunity to go to college, they were very adamant about all of us going to college, at least some form, either two-year or four-year college. And there was nothing but that discipline up at 6 a.m., either studying, you had to play an instrument or a sport, and then you had to do your very best in school. And so it was pretty, uh, it was loving in our household, but we knew what we had to do. Yeah. You uh, attend Cass Technical High School, which is, uh, you know, famed across the country. And then you go to Spelman uh, College. And here's what's interesting to me. You know, so many people um, in our community understand the importance of HBCUs. And, and, and I know you have talked about what that meant in your life. Um, but I thought it was interesting because um, you had multiple siblings in college at a time. It must have been hard on your parents. And there was a time that it looked like uh, after attending Spelman, you might not be able to finish Spelman. That's correct. Yes. So, you know, being from Michigan, we have some wonderful institutions in the state of Michigan. And my siblings, you know, attended those schools. You know, Wayne State uh, was prominent in our household, but I was the first one to go away to college. So there was tuition and then there was room and board and then there was travel back to Michigan during holidays and summers. So I was the expensive kid in the house. <laughs> and so and I was the last one. And, um, you know, I had come to Spelman and was having the time of my life. And, you know, by that time, my dad is still pushing through those three jobs. And it was getting tough, 
But here's where an HBCU differs. Um, as soon as I raised my hand and said, hey, look, looks like I'm not going to be able to return after Christmas, my sophomore year. It felt like my, you know, the my counselor was knocking on the door. My organic chemistry teacher was, how can I help? Uh, what does this mean? And then I went over to the financial aid office and to work study and, you know, eventually put a package together where there was a private donor who took me under his wing and paid for uh, my college from sophomore year all the way through senior year. And it was because I had uh, community service work going on while I was in school. So, you know, it is, Spelman's a different kind of place, right? It builds the whole self, um, driving critical thinking skills and really forcing you to think about how you can change the world. So that customer service piece and having private donors who are intentional about investing in African-American education, um, it's, it's amazing. I don't think that would have happened for me at a large uh, PWI. That's an extraordinary uh, story uh, and gift to all of us if we look at it to understand the importance of giving back. We talk about it, but it isn't always done. And I I would venture to say, um, you know, I'm sure you would have been a success, but your career path may have indeed been different had you not been able to conclude uh, your time to matriculate all the way through. Absolutely. The worst thing we can see in a student is someone who has started college, has loans, and doesn't finish college because we know their ability to get that first job, that second job that's helping them pay off the loans, it's minimized by not having that degree. And so that's the worst equation. So for me, I've been really focusing on my family's philanthropic efforts around those first generation students because those are the ones that we want them to go that full year and get that first great job and have something to build on. Let me ask you one thing that I hadn't heard in previous interviews. Did you know who the donor was? You know, eventually I did, but initially I did not know who he was. I know his name to this day. He is, his name is Charles Trevelli. His wife had passed away and she asked him to make sure that he took care of the graduates, the students at Spelman College. And so it was a very um, intentional, uh, purposeful. Um, and the other thing, once he met me and other, there were other students. I was not the only one. He would come to the school to visit with us once or twice a year just to check on us and say, okay, how are you doing? Are you still engaged in the community? How are your grades? And so um, it was um, quite a relationship. Um, He was, he was a wonderful gentleman. Wow. Let me ask you this. And I, I, I love that you can really be a shining beacon for this. There is the misguided notion. And quite frankly, a lot of us bought into it. Uh, and when I say that, I mean our community, um, a concern that if you went to an HBCU, somehow you weren't going to be ready for the quote, real world. You weren't mm-hmm. going to be um, as prepared as others. What do you say to people who still may hang on to that notion? You know, that is probably one of the biggest misnomers ever, because when you go into an environment where you're with people that look like you and you can learn from them and you see yourself in other people, it is the absolute best lesson. The other thing, and we know this in our culture, we will tell each other about ourselves, right? (laughs) And so if I was trying to hide anything, I had my Spelman sisters who would shine a you know, spotlight on my shortcomings and make me live up to it. And so I think that being in that environment, getting to know myself, 
um, and see others trying to strive for the same thing. It was like the mutual fight. And that gives you some type of feeling in your gut that I don't think you'll ever get again. And then I'll also tell you, when you enter the work world, I feel like you may have been in a, you know, a single sex institution that's historically black, but your self-esteem is, I think, something that makes a ton of difference when you're up against the odds. Roz, let me brag on you for a moment because I know that you would be humble in this. But, you know, when you look at um, those of us who have ventured into corporate America and made it, your career really has been extraordinary in terms of the rungs of the ladder you've been able to climb and the corporations that you've been able to associate yourself with. I mean, you go from Kimberly Clark, where you are a scientist, uh, you know, you're, you're on the bench and trying to figure out things for Kimberly Clark. And then you go from there to Walmart and Sam's Club, from there to Starbucks, and then now uh, with Walgreens in your current position. Um, give me a sense of uh, when you look at what you have been able to do, um, how you view it, because a lot of times you've been the, the first. And yeah. I don't think people realize how difficult that can be sometimes, because not only do you have to make sure that you're doing well to prove those doubters, but you have a lot of other baggage that comes your way. And by means, uh, by, by saying baggage, I, I mean that in, in the best sense, but there are a yes. lot of external factors and people who are pulling for your time and wanting to, to know things of you that right. if you were a white male in particular, you wouldn't worry about. Exactly. So it's all of that, Ed, quite honestly. Um, you know, I do feel like I have a little bit of uh, the weight of, you know, our culture. I, I want to show up well. Um, I want to be the example. I get reminded of that, you know, when something has happened in my career and I get that one letter from some 12-year-old young Black woman, young Black girl who wants to uh, tell me what they feel about my my promotion. And it makes it all come to life for me. And so um, it's stressful when I get those letters, right? You think, oh, isn't this nice? I'll hang it on my on my pin board. But really, I look at those letters and I just shake my head and say, Raj, you got to knock this out the park. So it's maybe not as positive, but it does give me that fight to know that, you know, somebody's counting on me. Uh, but and also too, this whole thing about I feel sort of like I'm a test specimen. You know, I get these calls about, you know, what would you do or how you're doing this because it is sort of a unique position. I just hope this all changes, Ed. You know, it's never really a good feeling when they say you're the first because it's you know it's 2021. Um, I feel like I haven't done enough. Um, why am I hearing that? You know, and and I try and look back and say. Have I lifted? Have I encouraged? Have I promoted? Have I hired? Um, sometimes I'm pleased with myself and sometimes I'm not, quite honestly. I feel like my work is never done. Here's what's um, in, I'm sorry, but I was going to say, here's what's interesting to me when I think about that. Not only are you often the first, but now you're starting to become the only because we've seen a regression in terms yes. of sheer numbers of Black CEOs, COOs, and the like. Um, what can you do to, to help plug that, because particularly in today's political and social climate, you know, race becomes an ever um, imposing factor for everyone. Absolutely. And so here's the difference I think we're seeing now, because it's not for lack of education. It's not for lack of experience, willpower, any of those things. There is this piece around resilience that I've been thinking about, because when I reflect back on my career, there's probably 10 times. I should have walked, 
right? And I should have thrown in the towel and probably shouldn't have uh, taken a few things that I've heard or seen. Um, but I hung in there, right? A couple of wounds and scars from that, but I hung in there. But let me tell you about hanging in there, though, is I'm trying to teach these young women how to stand up for themselves and how to bring their whole selves to work and to their environment. And when their whole self is not enough, as described by somebody else, you need to walk. And I actually don't want these young women or um, young Black men to actually experience everything I did, understand that they have choices. Sometimes I didn't actually have the choice. Like when I first got out of school, you know, I still had some loans too. So I probably took a little bit on the chin because I said, okay, this is my pay my school loan down job, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but you've got to have resilience in these jobs because there is no conveyor belt for us at all, even in 2021. When we return, the corporate environment for people of color and corporate America's role in the social justice movement. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. 
If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Many people of color, especially blacks in corporate America, have often talked about the burden of having to camouflage themselves to fit into the often rigid expectations and culture of the corporate workplace. Roz, I was at the um, ELC dinner um, prior to the pandemic, and one of the things I found interesting uh, as we were moving closer to, I think, opening up ourselves was there were a lot of people who were long in the tooth at corporate America and getting ready to leave their positions. And many of them bemoaned the fact that they hated that for so long they hadn't been their, um, what people like to say, their authentic selves. Mm-hmm. And I think our generation in particular was taught that, you know, you need to homogenize yourself and and and, and the like. Um, you've been very upfront about making sure that the workplace where you are is diverse so much so that, you know, it shows our climate that you receive death threats and other things. When you said diversity is good business, that's not just your feeling that in truth statistically has been shown across the board. Absolutely. It has, you know, Ed, um, when I think about the whole idea of authenticity, I can remember how stressful it was for me when I was one person at work and another person at home. And the stress had gotten so bad that I just couldn't take it anymore. And quite honestly, I would say I reckoned with that probably 20 years ago. And I just cast my fate to the wind and said, hey, I just, this is just it because I couldn't take it anymore. And, um, and I think actually that is probably the underpinning to my success because in leadership, people want consistency. They want to know who you're made, what you're made of, who you are, and can I follow this person? But if you're all these different people, they're like, well, who is she? Um, Who is she on Tuesday, right? And who is she when she gets mad? And I'm pretty much Roz at work as I am at home, when I'm with my girls, when I'm with my daughter, my son, I'm pretty much the same. And so that gives me great ability to think, be creative, ease my mind, and do my best work. Raza, one of the interesting things for me is that you seem to be very comfortable in your skin. Some of that for most of us comes with age, but um, Mm -hmm. was that something that you genuinely, um, is that something I should say that you genuinely can pass on? Or do you think that it just has to be learned with life experience? You know, I actually think it's a little bit of of both. Um, I think it can be passed on. You know, I look at, you know, how outspoken my 18 year old is, and I never set her down and said, Cameron, you know, use your mouth, you know, speak up for yourself. Um, Maybe I was doing this by example, but, you know, sometimes I have to look over at her and say, okay, watch out world. Here comes Cameron. Right. And so I think about that. And then I think part of it um, is part of um, a learned experience in terms of us really looking into the eyes of someone else, and first of all, telling them that they matter, right? The more you know you're mat- you matter and your opinion matters and someone wants to hear your voice, 
the more you feel like I'm going to get out there. I'm going to say what I want to do. I'm going to make things happen. And I look back at that and say, how, you know, can I consistently do that and help someone out and, and teach and train in that area? Because it's, I believe it's the key differentiator for our success. Let me take you to where we sit uh, as a nation. You know, the environment we find ourselves in and quite frankly, um, the role that corporate America is playing. You know, Mm -hmm. corporate America isn't always in front in terms of social issues and change. Mm -hmm. Um, Yet it has been forced to be because of what America has become over the last few years. Brewer has found herself in a couple of those storms. In 2018, she helped Starbucks deal with a headline-grabbing incident after two black men were racially profiled at one of their stores in Philadelphia. She led the company to bring about cultural change through racial awareness training with teeth for all employees. Her tenure at Walgreens started in the midst of the pandemic, where the drugstore's role would be critical with curbing the deadly COVID virus. How difficult is it to have to navigate the bottom line, which is still mm-hmm. king in corporate America, and right. the idea that we have to start looking as a nation, if we're going to survive, um, at the idea that there are social injustices that have to be led by um, corporations and those uh, who have the power. Yeah. So um, what I like about what you're teasing out here is what is the really big problems that need to be solved and who's going to get after it and how. And I have a strong belief, Ed, that it's going to take both public and private partnerships to make that happen. And for those of us who are in these corporate jobs, we are closest to the issues because when every time I have tried to build a bottom line, I've always run into who's the customer? Why are they buying? What's their social situation? And you can't help but say, then what am I going to do about it? I don't care what business you're in. And so we begin to know that better than anyone else. And then when you look at the public sector and what they're trying to do, and even you know our current administration and keeping them informed, one of the things I've done probably in the last 15 years of my career is every time the administration shifts or there's a new season of Congress coming in, I always go to Washington and meet them. And I'll introduce myself because I want them to be successful. You know, they're far. Sometimes we got to give them a break. They're far from what's really happening in the world sometimes, believe it or not. And we've got to bring together both that bottom line to say, hey, look, this is how corporate tax should work. Who are we really trying to help? Who are we trying to benefit? And bring the fuller story and educate because that public and private coming together that's where the solutions are going to happen. I've had some of my best success in those conversations and moving big issues forward. And I hope we can do more of that in the future. Buzz, are you optimistic in terms of trying to marry, you know, uh, corporate uh, culture and what we see the environment out in, in America? I mean, for one who says simply during an interview with Poppy Harlow on CNN that diversity is good business and then to be followed by death threats. One has to really look at this nation and say, what's going on? Yes. You know, I think, um, you know, there's many things that's giving me hope right now. Um, I think there's a spotlight on the ills of our country right now. I think, you know, there's been some examples set. You know, I have to mention the outcome in the the Chauvin case. You know, some would have thought that maybe wouldn't have happened, right? 
Um, but, you know, there was a, a, a verdict passed that I think some might be more satisfied with than they would have, you know, normally thought could happen. You know, I think that right now, Ed, if we don't get after these issues, I, I do have concern, right? Because I've the past 24 months, I've never seen so much trauma in our community as I see right now. And, um, and what's happening to particularly um, our black male children. And so I worry about that. And I think now is the time there's a spotlight on it. I think that there's more people listening. Um, and at the same time, there's more people who are challenged by the change that they see happening. When that happens, usually I say, usually something is going to come from this, right? It's not gonna, it's not gonna stay static. It's been static for way too long. And I see movement, mobilization, conversations, actions from all facets. And so I'm optimistic, Ed, that we may be on a decent trajectory to see some change happen. Two more questions here, Roz. The last one, uh, or the first one rather, is this. Um, What do you tell those who, African-Americans, people of color, women, who've looked at the course of corporate America for decades now, uh, I know you've talked about staying steadfast, but may have uh, found the sense of it's not for me. Mm-hmm. What do you tell them? Because uh, corporate America can, can give you a great life. It can make changes in, in the world around you if done correctly. What do you, what do you say to them to give them encouragement? So, you know, one of the things I say about, you know, corporate America and especially to women is that it is good for you at some point in your life. I have a strong appreciation for what working in teams can do for you, building a team, uh, modeling the kinds of structures that corporations bring, introducing you to concepts and people and new ideas and technology that you might not get on your own. But then I also hope that it opens your head up to a creative spot for entrepreneurism, right? And then partnering back with some of these companies and becoming a vendor or supplier. But there's something about the discipline of working in the corporate setting that can set you up for so many other things. And um, I will tell you, I'm pretty excited about seeing so many women become entrepreneurs. And if you look back into the... um, history of some of these women, they've started in corporate America, mm-hmm. taken everything that they've learned and turned it into a dynamo. And so I say that it is good for you at some point. It doesn't have to be everything for you. Lastly, I, I call some people who, who've known you for many, many years. And I'm talking about Uh-oh. many years when you were itty bitty, you grew up oh. with them, Oh no, um, you, didn't. you know, through, and I'm, I'm talking starting from elementary school on through junior high school, high school. So I talked to three or four no, people and didn't. I asked them to give, give me one word that describes you when, when they talk about your, your career and your want. Uh, and they all said the same things, purposeful, intentional. You know, they said she's always been studious and driven and smart and all these, but this sense of being purposeful, finding one's voice, intentional, um, what do you say for that in terms of was the guiding light? I know you think there is divine intervention in all that you've been yeah. able to do, but give me a sense of if a, you would agree with that and then what you want to do with that purpose. 
Well, first of all, I'm thinking about who you contacted, <laughs> and they're probably thinking about dodgeball on the Bagley <laughs> playground, where that I too, probably that dominated that game because I probably took over um, because I was that child. The um, which was always not good. But you know what I say is that um, one of the things I I want my legacy to be is that people understand that I want it to be not only that titled person, I want it to be that person to make change happen. I've, even when I came into Walmart as a company, I got so many people saying to me, do you really want to join that company? It's big. It's a Goliath. You know, you'll get lost. And, you know, are you a token? Are you a number? And I said, look, they've got 2.2 million employees. If I make two or three decisions, I get the chance to affect a lot of people. So I look back and say, I've made a lot of my decisions in life, Ed, on who and how I can impact the people who need me the most. And that's been me from very early on. Well, Ross Brewer, uh, continued success. We will uh, continue to watch and applaud you from afar. And thank you for your leadership with Walgreens through this pandemic, particularly for our community. And we appreciate your time today. Thank you, Ed. It's great to see you. Once again, a big thanks to Rosalind Brewer and to the NAACP for inviting me to conduct the interview. Go to NAACP.org for more information on the group and how you can lend support. 100 is produced by Ed Gordon Media and distributed by iHeartMedia. Carol Johnson Green and Cherie Weldon are our bookers. Our editor is Lance Patton. Gerald Albright composed and performed our theme. Please join me on Twitter and Instagram at Ed L. Gordon and on Facebook at Ed Gordon Media. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.